Welcome to Heathen in the Hedge. This is a podcast about marriage, magic, and beyond. My name is Merlin. And I'm Shay. Today, we are going to be discussing um, magical tools. Like, uh, we've got a list of ten tools that we use or uh, we've researched and other people use, but we're just going to go over some basic magical tools this week for Witchy Wednesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you are a beginner or not a beginner, if you're just interested in, you know, the witchy path and yeah. you would like to just have some, um, some quick little tidbits on like items that, you know, we, that we typically use, um, mm-hmm. or just regularly use, um, we figured that that would be, you know, really nice to share. Um, a lot of people, I feel like coming into witchcraft can tend to overthink things and there is a lot of information out there. So, yes. um, it can be very overwhelming and we, um, just wanted to share, um, the tools that we thought were the most helpful for us and that, um, are even, you know, the, could be the most helpful and easy easily accessible yeah. for you. And like that being said, like you don't have to use all of these tools either. So like, uh, cause there's some of the things on this list that like I don't use and I'm sure there's some that you don't use, but mm-hmm. yeah, like there's a, there's no gatekeeping here. We're just giving some ideas really. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, number one, we're going to start with is candles. Uh, where where would you use candles, or where do you typically use candles? Because you definitely use candles more than I do, especially like. Well, the 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 episode this this episode itself is not even going to be really about how we use our tools because we've we've kind of had conversations about this. But what I want to use this for is to just explain the different mm-hmm. ways that you all are able to um, access these tools and. I think that um, giving you just tips on the easiest easiest ways to use them. So for candles, um, I always go for white. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as most people know, it's just a universal color and mm-hmm. it can be used for pretty much anything that you need in witchcraft. Totally. So for me, I always like to have like some kind of white candles on hand and... Um, I typically use them for, you know, really, I mean, really anything, you know, if you just want to have like a meditation, um, if you want to, you know, like set your, your corners, like protection, if you want to use it for, um, like a part of your ritual Mm -hmm. as, as, as the actual item that is being, you know, used as the Mm -hmm. symbol. Um, of your of your witchcraft, you can even use it, you know, for burning things and such. I mean, candles totally. have many many uses in the actual ritual itself, but um, I I prefer white um, because it's just more efficient for me. It's also more um, logical, and it just really makes it a lot easier for me yeah, and my it's witchcraft. Kind of a, you can use white candle for like any type of spell, but you can also, if you want to like different colors, like are like different symbols for things. Like if you're doing like a prosperity spell, you can use green or right. You if you're can doing use like a the... self love spell. You can use like reds or pinks or, uh-huh. I mean, there's a uh, blacks are protection, but yeah, like a white is a good covers all bases. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. And, everybody's got a light takes candles. the pressure off of you you can pretty much just get those anywhere yeah um i use candles mostly just for meditation but yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah um number two is incense um we do use a lot of incense yeah like, i like use frankincense and sandalwood and mm-hmm. um i don't even know of sage there's a sage one that we use it's a really good one mm-hmm. yeah yeah i use um, incense quite often. I actually use incense now more, um, than I use like any other kind of cleansing item. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't even use like, um, sage anymore. I don't, I barely use like Palo Santo anymore. I do still use it. Yeah. 
But for me, um, those tend to be a lot heavier. And especially like with, you know, like with white sage, um, I just don't use those as often. Um, I don't, I actually don't even burn sage anymore. No. But I use incense because I like that there is a variety in the smell. Mm -hmm. I also like that they are easy, more easily burned and, um, and they, and they work just as well for, for the significance of like a smoke cleanse than anything else. You really don't even, it's, it's really all about what the significance of it is to you. It doesn't have to be like a specific smell or a no. specific scent or anything, but you can use that incense for like smoke cleansing and things like that. So I, totally. I like using incense a lot. Um, they're a very easy alternative to using things that have heavier smokes mm -hmm. when they burn. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's definitely like my favorite because it's, it's lighter and it's more pleasant for the house. Totally. I will also use incense for like offerings to my deities and spirits mm -hmm. because I mean, I don't drink anymore. I used to offer like wine and beer to my deities, but I don't do that anymore. So now I've opted to like offering like sometimes tobacco, but a lot of times I'll just light an incense if I'm just going to like sit and meditate on the energy of the deity or spirit that I'm wanting to work with, I will just, you know, light an incense as the offering. And that's a good place for incense too. And yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. a, there's a million different kinds, just whatever smells good to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Number three is a cauldron. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously a cauldron is going to be, a key item to have for if you're going to do any kind of burning or um, fire practice mm -hmm. in your rituals. Um, I personally like pretty much always burn something in every single ritual. So I have like a yeah. little cauldron. I also have a really big cauldron as well. Um, you're definitely a fire magic kind of gal. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Feel, I feel like because of my... I feel like because I'm a fire sign yeah. and because like, I don't know, I've always kind of been pretty fascinated with fire, mm -hmm. but I've also been always been kind of like scared of fire too. Yeah. Well, I think that's my water sign in me, but yeah. Cause I, I it's a healthy respect because I literally have a water sign as my freaking mood as my, as my moon sign. Yeah. So that doesn't help. See my, my moon sign is fire. I believe in my, sun sign is earth, earth so, yeah so yeah. you're like very grounded with some fire in you yeah. which makes sense but i am literally fiery and watery at the same time like yeah. i, I no you, i do you that do a lot put yourself out. i know I, yeah yeah that's funny that's, i know i've never put that together but i i've said that to you before and you, it's very annoying but you have to keep you from extinguishing your <sighs> we're not going to get into astrology today we're going to do that on another <laughs> witchy wednesday but today we're just you know back to the back to the cauldrons so the cauldron itself you know, very good for having, for, you know, being able to do any kind of like, if you want to do petition work or herb magic or anything like that, and you mm -hmm. want to burn something safely, then mm -hmm. you need to have a cauldron for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do really any cauldron work unless we're doing spell work together and yeah. we're, we're burning like our petitions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't do much cauldron work. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely something, um, you can have it for anything really, you know, you don't even have to have it for burning. Um, but also, but, but think about that. Like if you're going to use like, um, any kind of, any kind of burning item. So incense, sage, Palo Santo, any of those, yeah. you, the cauldron can be used for that too. For sure. It's definitely, uh, so it's really like a multi-purpose. So you don't have to just use it for, it's any. a way to safely burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, number three are wands and staffs. I'm gonna let you start that. Um, I, for me, I'm more of a staff kind of guy. I collect half, like I, a thousand. I collect too many <laughs> staffs, but like when I'm using, I don't use them in spell work too often, but there is a place that I do spell work occasionally that I keep some large sticks and I use, I, I use my staffs as kind of like a connection, like a, mm -hmm kind of like an earth connection and like to, to direct my magic. I'll maybe like, I wouldn't say cast a circle, but I will maybe like, uh, put up a protective wall, I guess. Right. With this, 
with a staff. I have a wand, but I don't use it too much in my everyday spell work or everyday like spiritual work. But yes, I like I prefer a staff. It's 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 the wizard in me. <laughs> what about you? I have a wand and I um I don't use it very often, mm-hmm. but I do have it more for like ceremonial purposes. Like sometimes Definitely. I've used it literally as um or I do use it sometimes in my spell work for drawing the protective circle around myself. That's usually what I will use as like my tool for for drawing a protective circle. Yeah. I always just like use my wand. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not my wand, then I usually just use like an incense or something like a smoke item yeah. to do that. Or, um, or sometimes I'll use like a bell. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. you got options. I think a good thing to, for like a beginner witch or like a beginner practitioner would be like, you don't like, I should have said this before we started this list, but you don't have to go out and get like, expensive like metaphysical supplies oh yeah no like absolutely not most of the stuff me and shay has is either stuff that's been like gifted to us or we've found it like or a thrift store or a thrift store yeah like yeah literally literally. all of my cauldrons are from the thrift store for like 3.99 like it doesn't have (laughs) to be like the creme de la creme of like witchy supplies no honestly they're better they're better used yeah they come with like a little bit more like um you're not afraid to use them as much because they're already worn mm-hmm. as versus like new things. Cause I know that like, I'm that kind of person. If I buy something new, I take a little bit more time to use it because mm-hmm. I like, am like, Oh, this is like brand new. But if it's, you know, already pre-used, I'm like, all right, she's pre-loved. I don't have to be as gentle. Yeah. And so especially like in your spell work and like, of course you could just cleanse the items. Like when For you sure. get them, Absolutely. you know, make sure that you like don't bring home any like other outer energies, but you can op- obviously, find things for super cheap even if you even if you do want them new totally. um the, the the dollar tree 25 has plenty of things for you absolutely and with like wands and staffs like i thought personally for me the best thing you can do is just go outside and look for a stick yeah yeah we've like, made a ton of our own wands yeah. actually mm-hmm. the the wand i have currently is the first one that i've ever like purchased from another maker yeah but initially all of the ones i used in the past were ones that i made for myself yeah so absolutely definitely you can be creative and just go out and make your own thing too it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be fancy or made by anyone else totally or you could just do the other end and like don't even buy anything yeah you don't even have (laughs) you don't even have to have tools shit you could literally get like a uh a uh, like just go get a dowel and make her wand out of a dowel like it could be anything yeah as long as it connects with you you feel connected to it and um you love it that's all that matters um, the next one is number the five is a focus, focus piece. piece. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, that one's my favorite. I think a focus piece is really important if you're that kind of person who needs like a visual reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, like for me, I found at the thrift store like this really cute little like moon and sun plaque. And that's what I have in the middle of my altar. It's like my reminder of my masculine and feminine, my balance, my, you know, day and night, because I am a person who's very powered by the moon. Yeah. I kind of forget that like the sun has power too. So it's a great reminder that I need to like get out and also sun charge as much as I moon charge. Totally. Um, So it's a, it's a great way for me to have like that, piece of symbolic um yeah just something symbolic that i can look at it it doesn't and what i love about mine in particular is that it doesn't really have any it doesn't have a real push between like the masculine feminine or anything but it's just the fact that it's balanced it's it's dark and light day and night day and night you know like that's what i always try to possess in all of my magic. So having it in the center of my altar is really like representative of who I am. Totally. It's a really, it is fitting, fitting for you and like your style of magic. Like it's, it fits. Mine is like, uh, 
I like to keep like, um, I guess statues of like the deities that I work with and the archetypes that I connect with. Like I've got a Merlin statue on my main altar next to my scrying crystal. And then on my window altar, I've got an Odin statue, a Yord or mother earth statue and a Thor statue. Cause those are the three deities that I work with the closest. So I like to, I like to keep like visual reminders of mm-hmm. my deities, like the energies that I want to cultivate within myself mm-hmm. all around me. So that's, that's kind of my focus thing. And I'll just use them for like meditation or just like keeping them, like just keeping them inside. Like they're there yeah. every morning when I wake up, I'll, I'll pour a little oil in, on my little like offering stone in mm-hmm. front of my like deity altar. And, uh, it's just like a little, uh, like a start the day sort of thing. It's, it, uh, it gets my head in the right place. That's how I use my focus pieces. Yeah. Um, number six would be symbols and sigils. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know we for use a, a lot while, of those, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, I was like, I know for a while, like when we first started, we had a, um, like a prosperity sigil. I still have that somewhere. You do. Um, yeah. but we had that sitting up on our like joint altar for a while. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty cool. I I feel like for me, I use the protection rune sigil a lot whenever. Yeah. And and that's really the only one that I use quite often. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm just feeling like a day I want extra protection or whatever, I'll just like write a protection rune on myself in oil. Yeah. I literally did that this morning. Yeah. I, I did a couple of runes on my on my wrists that were like for strength and healing Mm -hmm. because I work with the runes a lot and I will like, uh, I'll every now and then, like if I'm in a funk or like, I feel like I need like a little divine inspiration, I'll pull my like runes out and like, just like, uh, like pull a couple of runes out and then meditate on the meanings of the runes. And that's the symbols for me. That's right. That's that's probably the biggest part of my like sigil and symbol work. I also Mm -hmm. like to work with like bind runes and, like Icelandic like stave spells and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. Yeah. So like I've I've got a stave and bind runes on my my cast right now that are protection and healing and that's yeah, that, cool. that's how I work with them. Yeah. So it's like easy it's easy to just incorporate them. It's not like a um yeah. a very difficult thing. Um and, and like we said, there a lot of these things are stuff you don't even have to use. I don't really use sigils or um, symbols very often, but I do sometimes. Like I think the the symbols I connect with the most, if I do use any, are like moon symbols or like element symbols. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so you can really use them in any way that you'd like. Um, there's really no requirement for that. Totally, and you and, can use yeah, you can use any types of symbols. Like you don't even have to use already created symbols because right. I like to make my own. Yeah, yeah. Like bind runes and um, sigils. Like, I think you get a better connection and the magic is a little more potent sometimes when you make your own. But that's not to say you even have to make your own. Like, it's it's really just whatever feels right to you. I mean, there's a a ton of um, information in in books out there about how to write your own sigils. Um, I know that you can look it up on... There was a great video that we watched on YouTube a while back, but we. Who is that? I was, I was literally trying to think of. I know you that. were. I know you were thinking of it, and it could have been the the Witch of Wonderlust. Witch because, of Wonderlust. That's exactly who it okay, was. Okay, yeah, because we've watched a lot of her videos in the past, mm-hmm. and she had a um has a lot of good witchy beginner videos she like really in does. her in the in her, her earlier YouTube channel. So, um, if you all are ever interested in checking her out, we did uh plug this channel before in our podcast, but we just, um, we're just saying that to say that doing any of your own research is a great part of figuring out what's going to work for you, what, what clicks with you Mm -hmm. and some things you'll want to do, um, because you like them and then others you may not. And that, and that's okay. That's the great part about this path. It's all about, 
Okay, so so we're going to talk now about the books. Okay, yeah. so books are a wonderful um, resource to have in your journey. Um, and we are book gluttons. We oh love to collect books. And I personally, I always like to say that, like, books are really for resources. They're not like you can take your time. Mm -hmm. And if you're that kind of person who likes to sit and read a book from cover to cover, then by all means, like do that. But also don't feel like pressured to buy a book and then have to finish the entire thing. So you feel like you've, you know, everything now. Um, there's, there's literally no right or wrong and there is not one book that's going to be the manual for everything. So I love having just books on hand that I can flip through mm -hmm. for any kind of thing that may pop up or anything that I may need. So yeah. we're going to share with you all real quick, a quick little list of our books that we um, use right now for really anything. We can kind of talk about, I guess, what we use our books for, but sure, yeah. um, if you want to go, if you want to go first. Oh, do you want me to just go out through all of my books that like, I have like here? What, and like, then... th yeah, if that's what you want to do. Okay, I'm going to go, because well, I'm, most of my path is Norse paganism, like I, I'm a heathen, I work with the Norse gods, so the first book that I'm going to list, if you're into uh, Norse paganism, is you can never go wrong with just a copy of the Poetic Edda, and it's got everything from the Habamal, which is the words of Odin, to like, I mean, there's a ton of just like Viking and norse sagas in here mm -hmm. and i would suggest getting the jackson crawford edition because it's a it's a really like coherent translation like it's really easy to understand um hedge druidry or the book of hedge druidry by joanna van der hoven mm -hmm. <laughs> is a really good one for i mean there's i mean there's a ton of like really good stuff in here there's rituals there's just basic witchcraft information herbal witchcraft information but it's there's a lot of like uh, like druidry and hedge witchcraft in here, mm -hmm. and then another book that would be really good just as an overall a little bit of everything would be the Grimoire for the Apprentice Wizard by Oberon Zell Ravenheart, and that book this book is I mean it's got a ton of information from like deity information to like rituals and spell work mm -hmm. to like animal symbology, numerology, tarot. Like there's everything is in this book is a little bit of everything. Um, there's a book that I've just started reading. I, I've had it for a while, but I've just started reading it again. It's called fire on the head, uh, shamanism and the Celtic spirit, but that's a really good book. If you just want to go off of like traditional, like Celtic witchcraft and Celtic Celtic shamanism, mm -hmm. I would suggest that one a lot. It's a good, it's a well written book and like very coherent. And then the creme de la creme of like spell books would be the Encyclopedia of Five Thousand Spells by Judica Isles. Is that how you say her name or Eels? Yeah, I guess so. But it's got so I mean it's got five thousand spells in it from like multiple cultures. They're all very like well researched. She goes over like the herbs and like the do's and don'ts, and I mean it's it's a very well written book, very well written book. So yeah. that that's my your list, my list of like books that are important to me or I reference a lot in my own practice. So okay, yeah. Um, well, for me, I have a couple of different books. My book selection is completely different from yours. Yeah. And, and so I use a lot of different kind of books. Um, one of my favorites that I love to use is I actually have, um, this beginner's guide to crystals that I, that I got for literally $5 and it's by Lisa Butterworth. Mm -hmm. And it's a great like little starter book for anyone who's in, like interested in just learning crystals. Um, it's one of my favorites because when I want to like read about a crystal real quick or if I'm going crystal shopping I literally love to just stick this little book in my purse and then when I get there um, because they don't have like all of the information like at the store or anything so you can just pull it out and go okay like what do I want for you know um, something to help me with my third eye or something to help me with my root or um, something that um, is good for like clearing my throat 
So it's got um, color association, shocker association, origins. Uh-huh. Um, it's really cool. And it's like little, but it's one of my favorites. Um, I also really like to reference um, this book that I have on chakras. So whenever I'm doing any kind of like research on chakras, because it's really complex, actually. Um, I bought this little book that actually um, was from a, like I said, thrift store. We yeah. love thrift store books. Oh, like man. all of my all of my books are really cheap. This one was literally two dollars and forty nine cents at the thrift store. So, this one is by the Shockers, is or it's called the Shockers. Sorry, and it is by um, C W Leadbeater. Mm-hmm. So in this book. I really like it because it kind of goes over like um, the chakras, what they do. Um, it kind of breaks down pretty much like how to absorb like vitality, um, how to like heal your astral centers, um, casual like clairvoyance and how to like do pre- like premature awakenings and oh, nice. like yoga uh-huh. and, and like the mandalas and everything. Like it's really cool. Um, I, pull it out every once in a while when I'm just looking up like shocker info. Yeah. But it's one of the ones I've been meaning to like sit down and take like a really good read through because mm-hmm. it, it seems like it has like a lot of good info in it. And then um for me I am doing a lot of psychic um focus mm-hmm. and a lot of where I'm trying to take my path is diving more into like mediumship and getting more like um into my like my clear my clear uh abilities yeah (laughs) so i do have a couple of books that i have for referencing things and one of the ones that i'm um still getting a good read into is called the little book of psychic development and it's actually like one of the um it's one of the llewellyn's books like Mm. you there's a whole there's a whole series of Llewellyn's yeah. and it's actually written by um, Melanie Barnum. So in the book, I love this little book because it's really cool. Like you can, it tells you like, okay, you know, are people born with natural abilities? You know, how do you, um, how do you exercise your abilities? Um, how do you decipher symbolic messages? Yeah. Um, how do you, um, use like tools are you better you know yeah how, do, how are you better with your psychic abilities are you better without your psychic abilities what is mediumship so it's a really cool book that kind of really breaks down like for coaching you coaching and guiding you yeah through yeah it breaks mediumship. down a lot of little things about like how to start your psychic development and this is one of the books that i am just now getting yeah. a hang or i'm just now getting a start on because i'm really starting to um really open up my my canals to mediumship. Yeah. So this book was literally like there, um, it was like twelve ninety nine, and it's a really cool little book. We got that at a used book place too, I believe. Um, uh... it will no, we bought these ones new. Did you? Okay. This one was new. It's twelve ninety nine. That, but, but it was a little book and yeah. I do like buying, you know, new books if they're actually worth purchasing. It's a very nice looking book. Yeah. yeah. So I also have two of the, I have two other ones, but I'm not going to jump on those ones just yet. I do have two more like little Llewellyn's, Llewellyn's books. Yeah. Um, but another one that I have for my um up for my psychic abilities is actually another one I got from the thrift store, three dollars forty nine cents. Um, this when is did you actually get that that is bad. I got this one a while back. This one's actually called the Mystical Magical Marvelous World of Dreams, and it's by Wilda B. Tanner. It's a beautiful book, and it's book. one of my favorite books to use. So whenever I have like a dream. Or something that really pops out in my dream. I literally can pull this book out and it has everything. Like it can tell you what um, an old home means, a new mm. home means. Like, and, and What's an old home mean? Because I had a dream. I, so I was going to say that. I was going to say I have a lot of dreams where I pop up in my old home. I had a dream um, last night about a house. And that so I used what to it says in. is it says this can indicate that your whole belief system is getting old or outdated, especially if it is looking um, like a rundown in your dream. Possibly the whole neighborhood is rundown. This would indicate that you need to upgrade. Um, it just says that a, an old home you were living in. I don't think it means like your old home. I think it means if you're in an old home. Oh. I have.
there may be something to that because I have been like uh, oh expanding. I'm sorry this one right here is one the one you wanted babe I'm sorry no, where good. you used to live there we go Let's it says it, it matters not where whether this was your home that of your parents or grandparents or an apartment it is any place that you have lived however temporarily. This implies that the situation, relationship, or circumstances in which you find yourself are the same as those you have experienced where you used to live. So maybe something is happening right now that is triggering you to feel a certain way that you used to feel in your childhood. Maybe that could be hmm. helplessness. Maybe that could be that's probably right. hopelessness, yeah. not well, being no, able to the house that I was make choices. In, the house that I was living in whenever... I was living in the house from the dream mm -hmm. was it was a time when I was kind of like being, uh, I guess forced by the universe into being like drastically independent. Yeah. Cause it was, uh, I was still, it was right after high school. My stepdad had gotten sick and my parents moved to Tulsa to be closer to their doctor. So I was like in this house living by myself, paying their mortgage. Like it really forced me into maturity. Like it, mm -hmm forced me to be independent and mature so yeah but i love this i love this book a lot and and yeah you're you're more than welcome to look at any i didn't even know you had it it's a badass book. oh yeah it's in, it, it was inside of my little book folder i pull it out whenever like i because the thing is is like i don't get to look up my dream meetings very often because i don't dream very often i do a lot of astral and a lot of my astral takes me to the exact same places yeah. And so I usually don't look them up because I already know what they mean. But I do have the book for just, I mean, anything. It'll tell you anything that could pop up. Scorpions, um, you know, windows, um, if you're driving on a highway. I mean, anything that could pop up in your dream is going to tell you. So, so I that's, that's like a, having these. That's very cool. Yeah. Because most, of, like a lot of my work these days is dream work. Like, Yeah. I, I feel like am. I get a lot of messages through my dreams. Me so too. having a book just to kind of help me break down whatever I might be getting is really nice and it's, then yeah. um for other books that are yeah. kind of like not as not as deep into the the um the mediumship, realm. right not not <laughs> as deep into the mediumship stuff um i have a couple of different books that i love using for moon spells yeah. um and moon rituals or just looking up things for like all, all things moon. Yeah. So, um, it's another, like one of my little Llewellyn's books and it's like, just called the little book of moon spells. Yeah. And, um, obviously, you know, Melanie Marquise has, um, a ton of different, uh, a ton of different books, but I wonder why she put her name on this book as Melanie Barnum. And then this one was Melanie Marquise. Maybe she changed her name. Maybe she got married. But also this one says or... Holly. Oh, I you know what? I keep forgetting. I think the Llewellyn's books, the reason why they're called Llewellyn's, Llewellyn's is because they're different authors. You can write oh, okay. different books under the Llewellyn's title. Is Llewellyn, uh, is it a pagan thing or is it just a... I think it's just a... It's a, a lot on I think it's just a publisher. Okay. It's a publisher. But I think these particular books are like a series of books. Like okay. they have that kind of thing going on. So in these a, books, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. oh no, you're fine. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say there's, there's a podcast I listen to called Ren soup mm -hmm. and they talk a lot about the Llewellyn publishing company. I guess they, yeah. Yeah. I think that they put these, these right. While, they yeah. could be putting these together um, with different writers. Yeah. And so what I like about this book, um, this one, the little moon spells book is so cute. It tells you about, all the little moon phases. Yeah. Um, all of the natural places that you can go to be um, connected to like water or earth, um, which I love. It also tells you like how to prepare for a moon ritual. Yeah. Um, it tells you like how to, how to coordinate the seasons with like the month and like your, your actual practice. So mm -hmm. like for, for this month, let me see, it's uh, March. No, sorry, we're almost in April now. Wow, I can't believe how quickly this, this is gone. This year has flown, Holy moly. flown so friggin' So far. for April, it's, um, I'm trying to see exactly what it says. This one is, it's a cute little book. It has so much. It says for April, this is a time for nourishment and rejuvenation. 
Um, it says that this is an an ideal ideal time for embracing and embarking on new uh, beginnings, and perhaps you haven't gotten around to making them happen just yet. But it's a good time to count your blessings, nourish your relationships. Um, this is you know obviously really close to the Ostara time of the year, so. Yeah. Egg-shaped items, um, smooth, round, white stones. It tells you the types of symbols. So that's what it's telling you. Like yeah. eggs, it, uh, this is the time for eggs, white stones, raindrops, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It says colors, um, animals, and then like folk names. Like I just love that this kind of helps you to connect your your magic totally. with the year. And like that's what I do. Like I love doing magic that corresponds with the moon because it really keeps you aligned with just earth. Totally. Like I am 100% synced with full moon. You really are. You are. Anytime I have a moon question, I ask you like you are extremely well-versed in moon magic. And then, um, another one of my moon books is the Wicca moon magic book. And this one's by Dora McGregor. And I like this book a lot. It's, um, also a really good reference book for just basic moon magic like it kind of goes over like the folklore and the science the different moon phases of course and then um different like rituals that you can do different spells you can do and um that kind of stuff so i just love having these for grabbing because as much moon magic as i do yeah i like having a variety of different little things to look at something i think a lot of people forget about moon magic is that like Certain spells work better with. I think we talked about the that in the last episode. But certain spells work better with certain moons. Yeah, like that's something that even I forget because I don't do a lot of moon magic. But right, that's, yeah, that's, right. That's always something that's interesting to me. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. I have like three more books, and I'm just gonna. Or no, I have. Um, yeah, I have three more books. No, I have two more books, and I'm gonna just blast through them. I was gonna go over my um my Wicca book by like Scott Cunningham, but I've already said that in a previous episode. So I'm not going to say it now. However, we all know I was going to say, yeah, the Scott Cunningham books are always great. And then, um, another little, um, last book here is going to be like my, my little bit of goddess book. Um, you bought this one for me and I really like this book. Yeah. Um, it's by Amy Lee. Mercury and I really think it's it's a cute little book. I love it because it goes over um all of the goddesses. Mm-hmm. So literally just any goddess from any um I was going to say I was like going to say pantheon. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say pantheon and I was trying to make sure that that was the right word. I was like, "Hold on a second. Um yeah, so basically any goddess that you could think of it goes over in this book so i really love that it kind of tells you a little bit of history on the different um seasons it also tells you a little bit on like the mother the in this book they actually call it the mother and the maiden and then the wise woman yeah um in this book but it also t- kind of talks about meditations mm-hmm. and it also helps you go over like how to connect with your inner temple. Mm -hmm. And then it also has a really detailed list of all the goddesses and Mm -hmm. then how you can, um, connect with them. And they even go over, you know, African goddesses. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, all of them. It's really cool. I found that at Barnes and Noble, like for your birthday. And it was right before or right after you had had some dreams of Frigga, I believe, like oh, yes. the the Norse goddess, mm-hmm. and I saw that book and I was like, because I had already got you like what I thought were all of your birthday presents, and I was thumbing through some stuff at Barnes and Noble, and I was like, well, there's another birthday present. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a really got... it's a really cool book, and I am glad you got it for me because it's been really um, awesome to have this on hand for when I want to look up. Um, a goddess because I do work a lot with goddesses. I I have not really worked a lot with any like gods or or goddesses. Like they're usually always female presences for yeah. me. So um, well, and that's, that's just uh, kind of how I am. I'm a I'm a very heavily female forward kind of person. But I think that that's just because like that's what I connect to the most in my in my messages. And that balances our home because I am like mostly a male deity yeah that's true that's very true so the only female goddess i really work with is gaia 
Next question, or I guess next tool would be divination tools. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of gone over that a little bit, but just to make it brief, you know, obviously any tool that you'd like to use, whether that's um, tarot, pendulum, you know, runes, um, scrying, scrying whatever you crystals, want. Yeah. yeah, you can use those in any way. And I think that it's it's good to just get acquainted with some kind of divination tool. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be able to put your energy into into um what am i trying to say allowing the universe to give you an answer for sure yeah trying 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 not to necessarily control the situation but allowing the universe to to respond it, it's a it's a really nice practice for me in patience and trying to like um and trying to remain positive yeah. when i don't feel positive but the universe tells me the opposite. Totally. So it does give me something to hang on to. And I think a lot of people need that. It's nice if you can get into the practice of trying to find your groove with divination. Because totally. even if you're not sure if you're doing it right or if you're not very comp confident in it, um, it's okay to just go into it with basic questions. And as long as you're you know, safe and protect yourself, you should be fine. And there's so many different types of divination that like you will find a type that works for you. Absolutely. And, it, and it's one of the places in witchcraft that I would say you have the most like uh, like free reign to play, I guess, because there is so many types. So just mm -hmm. play, play with as many types as you can and see what clicks with you. And then when you find something that clicks with you, like just master that one. And then, you know, like because I am very good at scrying. And now that I'm good at that, I am diving into tarot and oracle reading. So yeah, you're getting there. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to cover all bases. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just like everything else. Just do what works with you. Um, protection uh, tools for protect for protection. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can use obviously you can use crystals. Mm -hmm. Um, you can use salt. Yeah. You can use sage, you can use any kind of like a, a, a spray, you yeah. know, that has like a nice little protection herb mixture in it. Obviously, you know, something like a wormwood or a or a nettle or a sage or something would be nice to put in there for, for protecting purposes. For sure. Um, you can also use like, I mean, anything, an oil, um, a wand. Um, I put talismans. Yeah, talismans. You can use talismans. Um, so yeah, there's many options. Oh, bells. Yes, bells. Any kind are of great. like a like a or like a a singing bowl because mm -hmm. you can use any kind of a high frequency for for protection. Um, so there's many different options. Jewelry. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, many there's... different options for really anything like sigils or symbols, kind of like we said earlier. You can use any form of protection just make sure you're always using protection like for that's sure. that's always like a an important key for me is like if you're not going to take anything from this just take that you should probably always try to find a way to protect yourself yeah um <laughs> there's many different ways to do it and so you should be able to find one that works for you and your magic style absolutely um and last but not least a book of shadows. Yeah, a book of shadows, man. Such or a good grimoire. One. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, I say that I say there are so, different. They are different. Yeah. So you you can have both, but yeah. the grimoire is not necessarily necessary. That's just up to you. So your book of shadows is important to have because you get to document your witchy journey, mm -hmm. and you also get to keep track and note of all of the things that you're learning. Yeah. Um, and it helps you to actually, you know, refine things. Yeah, it also helps you to remember things. Um, you're kind of sharpening your own personal practice with a, with a book of shadows because yeah. you're, you're literally just finding what works for you and putting it in that book. And that's, that's your, uh, that's your sharpened arsenal. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, like, it's really, um, it's nice to have, like, a place that you can kind of keep, like, a record. It's almost like your own, like, witchy diary. Yeah. But your grimoire is very much like your final product of mm -hmm. your of your Book of Shadows. So anything, 
Um, we both made our grimoires at the beginning of the year when we started our journey. And then I... Like 2019. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like a, like a fun passion project. We just like mm-hmm. took our time that day, like, or a couple days actually, like painting yeah. and doing like our like setup and everything. And so we used like old picture photo books. Yeah. Yeah. They're old, literally old photo frames old from photo the thrift albums. store. And my, my, uh, I, or it wasn't necessarily my idea, but my, the way, the reason I like that is because it's like a three ring binder. Like it's, yeah, it's a three ring binder. So you can, and, oh, and we were able to take all of the old paper out of it. Yes. We took all of the old photo paper, like all of the plastic off and, and you still have those brown papers inside. That it looks can, old. and yeah, yeah. So you can use them for writing. That's. That's the reason why we did that. So that's a great idea for anyone who's just looking for an easy way to get like a grimoire started. You can literally just get an old photo book, you know, put a put a cute little symbol on it that you that you want to write or even paint or whatever. And bam, like that's all yours. I will actually share mine. Yeah, we should show pictures of ours in the group. And, we'll show pictures. And there's that's something like don't get in a rush about it. Like take your time with it because I mean we built ours like physically built ours. Like over a couple of days three years ago yeah and and we still haven't written in them like I'm, i literally well, I, well you I have just started like, you have but i haven't a even put a pin to mine yet like i only like i literally look at it like i don't want to mess my pages up right now in mine i'm just working on getting because i'm i work with the runes a lot mm-hmm. i'm writing down every information that i've ever researched everything I know about the runes, like the type of magic, the type of spells, the deities that each rune is connected to. Like that's what I'm working on right now. And then I'm going to go my next, after I get all the runes in there, I'm going to go and like work on like staves and like sigils Mm -hmm. and symbols and uh, like visual, like the Icelandic stave spells and stuff like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. It's it's, so fun. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's really cool to, get in this journey and just, um, explore. Like you have so many options of the, the ways you can do stuff. And like, like we've said, we've done so many things like just on the fly, like super cheap. Um, nothing nothing has to be like super expensive or you do not need to get fancy. Yeah. You don't have to go to like some big fancy metaphysical store and buy a $200 like leather bound grimoire. Like you can literally like we did just buy a three ring notebook or uh, like an old photo album, you can literally do anything. And, uh, that pretty well wraps up our list of tools. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have a card is reading going to do a tarot reading for us. Yeah. I kind of feel like the deck kind of literally picked the cards for us. I didn't even really like pull them out, but I feel like they were already there. And so here they are. Yeah. <laughs> you got one of my favorite cards. So, yeah. So we have, um, <laughs> the ACE of cups, the devil and the ace of wands. Wow. Yeah. We have two aces. That's that feels kind of lucky, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so you know, I I am using um my modern witch tarot deck again. And I really like this deck. I, I just too. got the deck recently, like last month or two, and it's probably now my favorite deck. It's um it's, beautiful. it's got pretty imagery. And I feel like for some reason, these cards have been easier to read than any other cards I've ever had. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if there's like anything behind that or if it's just for the sake of the fact that they're like really, really amazing. But either way, um, our first card is the Ace of Cups. Mm-hmm. And so what it's really telling us is that like there is the beginning of something really beautiful happening right now. Like you are about to uh, experience an overflow. There is going to be like this cup that is so full and you're going to be feeling like this radiant positivity and happiness and joy. So like, just be open to that, like be receptive and allow this amazing um, time that is coming to you to, to blossom, to overflow. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, welcome all of those new endeavors. Like, I think that that's such a good card to start with because I feel like a lot of us right now going into the new year, like we're all looking forward to something really good happening. And so just getting that card is almost kind of like a confirmation that like, yes, like 
that allow you to feel fulfilled. So it's a really good time to, um, to take that in. Yeah. Um, our next card is the devil, which reminds us that our unhealthy habits and our, mm -hmm. um, and desires can control us. So mm -hmm. like, just don't be tempted by wealth, power, things that can tend to just downward spiral. Um, it's always great to, you know, have your one foot in the ground and be very steady. Make sure that you are like assured of like the knowledge and all of the things that are happening yeah. around you, but do not get swept up and be blind by the, the misleading things that can occur right in front of you. Um, mm -hmm. It's really hard when you've got so many superficial things surrounding you in the, yeah. in the modern world. And I think that it's really hard to not form unhealthy habits or go down unhealthy paths because they're literally everywhere. Yeah, this existence is an unhealthy existence. So right like, <laughs> yeah. So like, it's all about impulse control. Like you need to take steps to just literally break through any type of self harm mm -hmm. habits, mm -hmm. break through any selfishness and seek help like for yourself, like give yourself strength to move through that absolutely those weaknesses that that we can tend to fall into yeah um huh huh i know that one yeah all too well actually oh, yeah actually um i'm starting to feel like i'm getting cut i'm getting called out here <laughs> it's funny how personal the cards these cards are sometimes. so ding personal they really just don't care they're like um excuse me <laughs> just so you know the here to this wisdom here to slap you with the truth yeah and then um, our last card is the Ace of Wands, which is letting us know that, like, you are full of passion, ready to head into, like, a like a burning drive of, like, getting shit done. Yeah. Like, this is a time for new things, and, like, you're ready to harness that power, harness that energy, it's and it's time to, like, go on a wild journey. Yeah, let's get crazy. That sounds That sounds beautiful. Right? This is actually like a really good reading. It is. Like, yeah. And what's so funny is the cards really chose themselves. Like, that's what I like. When yeah. I pull my deck out, I don't necessarily always sit here and just shuffle through the cards. Like, if I pull out the deck and these cards fall out, I just go, okay, these are clearly the cards that they wanted me to pull today. So I'm just going to let it happen. Totally. And these are the very first cards that kind of just flew out of the deck. So I like the message here. I do too. It's really letting us know that there are great things on the horizon do not sabotage yourself mm -hmm. and going into bad habits. Like be ready to conquer your new ventures with no fear. Yeah. I am ready. That's beautiful. I like that a lot. That's uh, a solid such reading. Such a good reading. So I hope that you all enjoyed this with you Wednesday. Um, I hope that you got some great information about the tools that we use. And, and if you all have any questions or want to share the tools that you like to use, please do that. We love to hear from you. Um, always want to share and we'll be doing some polls here soon. I know that we haven't been posting as many like polls or interactive things in our group, but we're going to get back on it. So you all just keep following along and we're glad that you're here. Uh, make sure that you find us on Instagram or Facebook at Heathen and the Hedge podcast and let us know what you think. Yeah. If we forgot any tools, because I'm sure we did, there's so, so many possibilities. Yeah, just uh, share what you use, and um, we would love to hear from every single one of you. And, uh, yeah, this has been another badass episode of Witchy Wednesday. Thank you all for being here. Yeah. I'm Shay. My name is Merlin. And this has been Heathen and Head Podcast. We will catch you all next time. Blessed be. Love you guys. <laughs>